It's There's Craig. Craig. Craig in here to listen to us once again. It is uh, Craig. All right. Well, uh, here we are again. Another Rules, Jewels, and D&D schools. This time about custom, air quotes, custom spells. <laughs> um, I've got a few prepared. Isaac's got a few prepared. Joe's got a few prepared. We're ready to talk about and hash out like whether these things work or not. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of listen to this awesome spell and then you tell it and we all go, that sounds broken as fuck. But uh, I, that's because them, spells are yes, spells are created definitely that way. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yes. These spells. Are, I was thinking about it when I was writing these. I was like, some of them are just like variations of an already existing spell. But I wrote some of them and I was like, this seems really powerful. And I'm writing this in a vacuum. So like I, su- I suspect that I will tell a spell and someone will be like, that's broken for this reason. But I'm only I only brought you might be surprised to hear that I only brought one damaging spell out of my four. I think only one of mine is damaging. Yeah. And I, I based its damage. <laughs> I based its damage average based on a fireball of the same level. I made a chart of how much damage <laughs> fireball does on average. That way, if I made a spell for higher than third level for damage, that it on average did more than a fireball. <laughs> <laughs> Because okay. we are severely lacking in like cool, higher level, high damage spells. Yeah, but I not. I didn't that. like. I didn't overshoot it. I just made it better enough that like the highest high is a lot higher. the The roll you're never gonna get, which is all perfect rolls, is like probably way higher. But the average is yeah. only like four or five points higher than a fireball. Higher okay. potential damage. How did you go? <clears throat> How do you, how do you, how would you go about introducing these into a campaign? Would you just be like, here's some extra spells you can choose from, or, or would you allow, like, particularly a wizard to be like, hey, uh, I've got an idea for a custom spell and I want my character to just be working on it? I think that that's a good way to do it. If it's the very beginning of a campaign and I already have a list of spells that I like that I want to add, I might be like, here's some extra spells, everyone. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, I think like in our two campaigns now, I would approach it the way you just said. Either the person goes, I want to create this custom spell, blah, blah, blah. They explain it. They write it. They give it to you. You review it. You you give it back. And you know what I mean? That kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Like a collaborative spell creation. Or (coughs) um, I think that the other way is like you kill a boss or you kill something right and it's like you find on him this spell scroll for a spell you've never heard of before you know yeah what if it's for a non-wizard class though oh you're right how would you integrate it that way you're right you're right so like hmm okay so i guess it would be a lot harder with a sorcerer because they're and a cleric, right? Well, a cleric wouldn't be that hard. A cleric could be like, your god grants yeah. you this new spell. <laughs> uh, or they could be like, I'm praying to God every day for this new spell that I'm thinking and of in could, my head. You could do something similar for a warlock as well. Yeah, yeah. Like your patron, patron grants you a new spell. Grants you the spell. The way I thought about doing it for a sorcerer is some big fight or event where, oh, you've been, you're, you're, you feel surged with magic and now... You yeah, feel like you can do this thing. I uh, was thinking in my head in the moment, I was thinking you kill a boss and whatever this boss is, you like gain some of its essence and it amplifies your magic and grants you new spell X. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'd say you could do it that way, or you could do it like in, in my campaign, you could have it just be like, they're, you know, at the Aegis, they've been working on some new ways to, to, for sorcerers to cast magic and you can go there and whenever you level up, you can learn this spell. That's, I would say, I would say a lot of, a lot (laughs) of what I ran into creating these spells. And this is why I, I, I planned on making like, I probably had 10 ideas for spells. But every time I sat down and I was like, all right, I'm going to turn this idea into a spell. Here we go. And I start writing it. I'd be like, no, that didn't really work. Is that damage right? And then I was like, <laughs> this just sounds like a subclass. <laughs> yeah, that's, I had that that's happen the thing a that, lot. That's the thing that I found out while I was trying to make uh, spells. I'm like, this would just be like a subclass ability. Yeah, this would be uh, a cool. This would be a cool central mechanic to build a subclass around. Which <laughs> kind of subclass episode? counterintuitively made me think. Maybe we don't need more spells. <laughs> <laughs> I do think we need more spells. I do really think that more spells, more variation, even more just damaging spells that are, for all intents and purposes, just flavor differences would just be nice. Because yeah, that would be very cool. A lot of those things you can do just yourself, though. You can be like, oh, my fireball is purple. <laughs> I think there are plenty <laughs> of groups. I think there are plenty of groups where players want to do that, but the DM doesn't want them to do that. So having more official like venues to sure. seek that out is is not worse, right? It may be like a net neutral, right? Like, oh, here's a level four or five spell that is flavored fireball, looks different, yeah. it described different. Therefore, you know, I can choose that and the DM will be like, all right, that's in the book. You know, that's in an yeah, official yeah, yeah. book. You can have that. Sure. Whereas like our campaigns, yeah, you're right. It doesn't really matter because we're pretty we're pretty open about like allowing these kinds of things to happen and it's really easy to be like hey dm i want to do this and they go let me look that look into that and then next week they say yay or nay or you adjust accordingly but yeah plenty of subclass stuff uh want to do a subclass episode i think joe was the joe was talking about this too which is like i already had yeah one of my things today it it could go either way like I had a subclass sub making some subclasses. I had one idea for a spell. I'll, I'll pitch this one real quick. Okay. I had a spell that I was going to call uh, like summon or call elemental blade, which was like you chose a elemental type and you pulled like an elemental sword and it had like a flavor for each one. And the more I thought about how it worked mechanically, I thought this sounds like a level three subclass where you go, I want the lightning sword and you get the description for the lightning sword. And you're like a lightning sword kind of micro caster somewhere in between, like a fighter subclass, maybe, or a warlock subclass or like a blade singer type, like a blade singer type thing. Right. But they summon an elemental sword and use it, but it didn't really work out as like as cool as it sounded in my head. That's a subclass. That's not a spell that like a wizard casts. sounds very similar to hex blade. Yeah. It, it's just a flavor variance. And yeah. I don't think I, I think that like more flavor variance, like I've been saying, is very good. And we need more of it because. Ugh. Yeah, I mean, they could put just like a couple spells per book that they put out, especially in the adventure books. Right. Yeah. They could put adventure just like could have a, few a, a, a spell that's like, oh, in this world, this fireball can look like this or whatever. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Be, uh, it seems like it'd be an easy book. thing. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, uh, who wants to go first on their spells? I'll go, first. Uh, go for it. All right, Joe first. Uh, mine is uh, my first one. We've talked about it before. The like cantrip healing. Okay. Yeah. I was think to help limit that. You could do uh, clerics. This is a cleric only ability. 
Um, you get it at level one. It's just part of being a cleric. Uh, it's a subclass. <laughs> no, no, it's just part yeah, of I being know, a yeah, yeah. All, okay, all okay. subclass clerics get it. It doesn't matter. Um, but you get a pool of your proficiency plus your level, and you can use one one per turn, and you can use a D4 with no additive. It's just a D4. Uh, 30 feet range of healing. Just like a little tiny heal? You can u- yeah, use, it, use your action. Heal. Good that berries sounds, a cantrip, because that would work. That's that a like, similar thing. Very similar to Lay on Hands. Is Lay on Hands a it's daily not a spell. use thing? It's you can only you use get, it like once. No, you get five You get five per paladin level, and you can use uh, one point to heal one hit point, or use five to get rid of a disease or something, but we well, also oh, so it's like, like touch them. Yeah, that's true. So this could be like the cleric version of that, like a ranged micro yeah. heal for a cleric. Yeah. I don't see any see problem that. with that. Yeah. Like, and you'll be limited by a, a smaller pool, so you can't just be... Yeah, so yeah, when you first you have, pitch this to it's me... It's for emergencies. Like if someone yeah. goes down, you pop them back up real quick. From, yeah, when you pitched this things. to me the first time, I was like, a cantrip healing spell sounds awesome, but if you could just stand there and go, heal, 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 heal every turn without any repercussions. This <laughs> like became World of Warcraft. <laughs> That's another thing. I, I would think about like, this is a powerful spell. There has to be a limit on this. Maybe use this per day. And then I'm like, that's just a subclass. <laughs> but yeah, I like so, that. I mean, you already have uses per day already built in. If it's a strong spell, it's going to be like seven or eight or six or seven. So you Are only have. That, yeah, well, yeah, there is. That's built in. But like lower level spells, you get quite a few. So you have to be careful. Cantrips, you get infinite. <laughs> in cantrips, you get in, <laughs> infinite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can just at will those things. That will is on the website still. I don't even think is that a rule still. Anyways, you want to go next, Isaac? Uh, sure. Spell me. Let's go with the, the first one I've got here on the list. All right. Uh, okay, this first one is a a wizard third level spell called Track Item. It's a one minute cast time, and you target an object that you must touch for the the full duration of the cast. Uh-huh. And for the next hour, you know the direction uh, of the object from you. And then if you upcast it to 5th level, it lasts 24 hours. Upcast it to 7th level, it lasts a week. Upcast to ninth level, it lasts a month. So the idea here like... is that you could take, uh, like, you could, you, have, you could have a tracker on someone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it wouldn't tell you exactly where they are. You, it would just be like a compass. You'd be like, they're in that direction. It's a magical air tag, dude. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I like that. <laughs> Isn't, I thought there was a spell similar to that. Like divination. Uh, not, not that I'm aware. I mean, you can locate object. Okay, locate objects. What I was thinking. But yeah, it's like it doesn't last as long. Yeah, you're right. Have, it's, it's a time. It's, thing. it's a concentration thing. This would be a thing where like you get like a necklace, cast it on it. You like give it to someone. Hey, here's a gift I want to give to you. And then they like, oh, cool. And they wear it. And then you can track that person for however long you. Upcast okay. It. Yeah, that'd be good. That'd be cool. I would even add like you could stealth like enchant someone's item is it what did you just say what classes can cast this uh it was a wizard spell but i mean those everything's open for balance checks but. i think i think if a sorcerer had this and you could like uh quick cast it or whatever with uh oh wait you said it's a minute cast time though right yeah okay can it be That's cast as a ritual it. uh no no, although okay. you could we could make it that. I mean, that would not be a, a stretch. It's like a what level spell did you say it was? Third level. Third level. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because I don't want like level one characters like 
especially Jake level Jake one characters action. one action oh i touched your thing and now i can follow you <laughs> yeah that's a little OP for sure for now sure. i know I, where you are you can't stealth from me now i actually don't mind that one i don't feel like there's anything to change on that one that one I feels was, good i liked it yeah that feels good that doesn't feel op or anything yeah Maybe i feel like two it's just two. it's a the pressure's it's a, on <laughs> It's not it's not overpowered because it doesn't do damage. Like that's the the quickest way to overpower something is to try to add a make damage it, thing. Make to it do it. a little bit of damage. <laughs> it curses them. It does but it's, a half a point of damage every round until they take it off. Yeah. And because it's like a, a minute that you have to touch something, it's not particularly overpowered in an RP way. Uh, but it is an RP spell essentially. Yeah, that's good. I like that. Um what you got? Oh god. All right. I am going to do, ah, here we go. Third level spell, uh, spell redirect. It's like a counter spell. Uh, you attempt to redirect a spell. If the creature is casting a spell of third level or lower, you choose the target. If it is cast a, a fourth level, it works exactly like counter spell, basically. But instead of canceling out the spell, it allows you to choose a new target for it. Ooh, at third level? At third level. level, so it works like counter spell. So as it goes up, you have a DC, and you have to cast the spell at higher and higher slots. Right? Oh, so I feel like only, that should okay. be a higher level start. So like you would get counter spell at level three, and then it's counter spells level three, and then like you'll have like the upgraded version whenever you can cast. Yeah, level that's seven yeah, that's spells. totally fair. Uh, I don't think it should be that high. Maybe somewhere in between, like a fifth Dude, level. I don't, that seems like a real strong one. It it's the reason it seems strong to me is because it's very similar to a like seventeenth level rogue subclass ability. Is there is there a really high level rogue? I didn't even know that. I don't play so rogues. It's not exactly the same, but it's similar. So spell thief um, at seventeenth level for arcane trickster, you get mm -hmm. immediately after a, ca a creature casts a spell that targets you or includes you in its area of effect, you can use a reaction to force a creature to make a saving throw with its spellcasting ability modifier, the DC was whatever. On a failed save, you negate the spell's effect against you, and you steal the knowledge of the spell if it is at least uh, first level and of a level that you can cast. For the next eight hours, you know the spell and can use it casting your uh, using cast, cast it using That's your spell slots, and the creature can't cast it until eight hours have passed. So not exactly oh. the same, but similar. I didn't think about it as being too OP because like a counter spell just completely stops it. Right. Mm -hmm. And depending on the spell, I mean, you don't know what they're casting. So. Well, there's an argument to be made that you could know what they're casting. Uh, especially like wizards and stuff. If it's a spell that they cast themselves, you can yeah, argue true. that the, the, the somatic components look familiar look familiar but from a distance it has a pretty it has the same range as uh counterspell which is 60 feet so if someone's 60 feet away from you i doubt you'd be able to like spot them out you know if someone was doing sign language to me from 60 feet away i wouldn't be able to tell you of course you i wouldn't might. be able to tell you if they were a foot away i was from gonna me, say you, you might you don't but have sign language <laughs> if i didn't know sign language and they were like doing the hand signals i'd be like i i just i can't see it from that far because <laughs> um i don't know it seems i get what you're saying maybe like a fifth I, level spell i do like the idea i do think it needs some i think it needs some balance just because it. it does seem strong yeah what do you think should we should balance then my guy I feel like this um, is going to be all of my spells because my spells don't think <laughs> when I think about something like a spell or a subclass, it's just how cool does it look in my head? Then I write it down. 
This is why I need the checks and balances. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that needs to be at least a fifth level spell. I don't think it should be as high as seventh, but fifth, I'd be, I'll meet you in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm trying to decide, like, th- like, does it reflect, like, AoEs or just targeted? Well, like I said, since you don't know what it is, what do you mean, like fog cloud or like fireball? Yeah, like would it? Could you? I know you wouldn't probably use it on firebolt, but you may. But uh, could it? It obviously would be able to reflect firebolt because it's coming right at you, and you can like. It's more automatically like push it away, but fireball. Sorry, I, I think I think we're I think there might be a disconnect in like how I imagine this working, which is like. Okay. Guy is casting the spell. It has not gone off yet. Okay. You cast it in reaction to that. You have no idea. There is no way for you to know what spell it is, and you can just pick a location for it to go. Okay. Yeah, so that like, is a disconnect, because every time I've run a campaign, it's been like, you you know what he's casting. <laughs> I'm a, I, I, the way I pictured it in my head is you do not know the spell. Okay. They could be casting a heal. And if you redirect it to one of their allies, it's just a different guy that gets healed instead of their friend. Hmm. If you have no idea what the spell is, then then that spell becomes far less powerful. Yeah, it's chaos. It's like a chaos spell. <laughs> you're like, oh, crap, they're casting something. I want it to go there. And if it's a fireball, you're like, yes, I got him. But if it's like <laughs> nothing, you're like, well, I wasted a spell. I wasted a third level spell slot on that. Hmm. Yeah, if if. If you don't know what the spell is, I think third level is fine. Yeah. And you just take a chance on it. Yeah, I think it's a. I, but, I, I pictured it as a roll the dice like utility spell. Okay. Yeah. If you have no idea, like if the campaign's like, yeah, you don't know, then I think third level's fine. But in any campaign I would run, I think I would have to have it at least fifth level because you would know. That's fine. I mean, it, it could adjust. It's a homebrew spell anyway. So, yeah. Interesting. Right. Interesting. Hmm. Yes. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> all right joe what's you what do you got you're next uh, my next going all one, the way around i'm thinking probably around like a fifth level spell for this one okay it's called a uh, conscious swap it's a okay. 10 minute cast time with the and it can be cast ritually um but what, basically what you would do is is you cast it on a target they yep. can make a wisdom save um, and then if they fail the wisdom save, you swap your consciousness, swap places. So you take control of their body. They take control of your body. Can they willingly so freaky Friday, freaky yeah, Friday. Freaky can Friday. they willingly do it? <laughs> uh, well, that's the, yeah, you can willingly, willingly fail, willingly fail. Yeah. Um, you gained the, their memories for the last 30 days. So you kind of know what's been going on in their okay. lives. Uh, and uh, it would pass for like if someone had true seeing, you would still it's still that person, the body. Yeah, yeah. So it you could kidnap someone and swap and swap with them. Yeah, I'm thinking this would be definitely be like a like if you had to sneak into a fortress or something. How do your abilities transfer? I feel like if you're a martial class and you're swapping two martial classes, can you swap two other people besides yourself? Hmm. Yeah. 
Okay. Like, <laughs> so, oh, yeah. No, well, yeah, that sounds yeah, okay. Yeah, that sounds all right. <laughs> like you bring two people yeah. in, like like the brain swapper in Futurama. But you you gain the abilities of that body. You don't. It's not like if you're a hulking big Goliath. If you're like- Bonic and I swapped you with like a scrawny weakling, you might know how to fight. But if you have no yeah. brain. So you get their uh, their uh, their ability scores, but you yes. don't get their like class things. Correct. Whatever okay. whatever they that are, that could be real funny. That could be real funny, yeah, for sure. You're like swapping Devonic's body, but you have like no proficiency with anything that like fighting wise. You're just like walking around. Yeah. Hey guys, I'm big. You want to fight? I don't want to fight at all. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> If you were thinking about fighting me because I'm large, you best not think about it because I don't even want to fight you. <laughs> I guess theoretically you could still cast spells through Vonic. That'd be interesting. How would that work? Because like a sorcerer and a warlock, it's tied to your body. I guess I've never thought of it. Is that tied to your body or your consciousness? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't actually know. Like, would your sorcerer I would or warlock say you transfer? can't cast spells when you're in it. Really? Yeah. What about what about like a okay. wizard who can like read the spells? Man, okay. That's really interesting. That's a really super interesting spell. It's just like mechanically, I think we'd it have to It would be like very that. situational and like it would take a lot of planning to be able to use the spell. But I think it would be a very useful spell in the right situation. In the right situation, yeah. The and one... it would last the transformation would last eight hours. The one nerf I would give it is that you would not get the memories. I would leave that to your party to like follow this person around to see what their normal routines were. Yeah, I because given giving given the memories that could completely foil a, a, a plot line. Yeah, like oh, you now know that this was the BBEG. It wouldn't even be, it wouldn't <laughs> even be it wouldn't even be about like swapping them for stealth. It would be like. We're going to knock this guy out. We're going to swap with him. Then we're going to know all of his secrets. Yeah. Then we're going to go back. <laughs> then we're going to kill him. Then we're going to kill his boss. Yeah, so that's that's the only change I would make to it. Because yeah, while so. that does sound cool, it also is just like too, it's too much uh, for trying to follow plot lines. Unless they're only doing it to like non-important characters. But it it could definitely that. could definitely add to a plot line though. If you have it to could. spend days like tracking a guy and being like, all right, what's this guy's habits? How does he act? You know, like, and then the big thing is, it's like you have to kidnap him, have (laughs) your party, have your party watch your two bodies because he'll be in control of your body. Yep. Uh, and then you got to make sure that nobody notices that he's gone for the amount of time that you kidnap him if he's important. You just got to reassimilate into his life very quickly and have good charisma. Actually, wait, you swap with his charisma, right? So you got to hope he has good charisma. No, you would keep your charisma, right? Oh, okay, yeah, you keep your stats. Yeah, yeah, yeah you keep your Wait, stats. Wait, is that what it is? No, you no, would have no, to keep your it. mental stats, but gain the physical stats. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah okay. Yeah, that's, because that's what it'd have to be, because you'd still if, have your consciousness. If you swapped over into, like, Vonic, my character on Monday's char- thing, and you lost all your, and your strength with a score was a 10, <laughs> all my I muscles would shrink. I am really weak. <laughs> I'm barely strong enough to hold my own body up. Like, you swap Bonnick's arms, turn into noodles. I can't. I can't move those at all. And then what? How do you pop, move these? I pop into a little caster's arms, and their body gets like just jacked. I'm ready to go. 
All right, that's I really like where that could go. <coughs> I really like where it could go. Yeah, that could be very. That that sounds like a campaign specific spell, but it is very cool. All right, like Isaac, that. you next. Hit me uh, up. What do I got? What do I got? Uh, critical accuracy, uh, third level spell. Okay. Concentrations, one action, one minute duration. Uh, you target a creature, and for the duration, that creature crits on a nineteen or twenty. Oh, it's just so it's like a temporary improved critical. It's just a little hit. buff spell. Okay, what level was that again? Third level. I honestly think that could be lower. I think that could I be. I thought a about it, but spell. like the the fighters, the people, like the the people who get that as part of their subclass, mm-hmm. get it until you would get like third level spells. So I don't want to be like. <laughs> I don't need to go that subclass because I can just give it to myself before they would get it. Where's the uh, <laughs> what level is haste? Haste is fifth level. Okay, okay, so it'd be fine. I was about to say if you've got to compete with haste, if haste is in that same, then no one would take that because haste is really, really, really good. Uh oh, haste is third level. Hmm. That's why I was saying. I think I, th- I was like, I think it could be a lower level spell. Because it's only a temporary effect anyways. Yeah, but you could also uh, potentially have both on you. So yeah, you, you could. two casters. Yeah. Or one. Oh, wait, they're both concentration. So, yep. Yeah, I don't really. Other than it being lower, it could be a lower level than haste. It could be second level, I think. Let me double check on the when champions get that, because I don't want it to be. I don't want you to get it before a champion gets it. Well, you can get it as a feat, can't you? At level one as a human. No, there's no feat that does that. Is there no improved critical feat in 5e? Okay, whatever. I don't know anything. (laughs) (laughs) I was looking hard for it for the for a character build I was doing. I was like, there's no way I can get there. It definitely Uh, was there in three five. Okay, it could be. It could be third level then, or it could be a second level spell because yeah. champions get it at third level. Do so they give you yeah, a level? It could, where it could it's be like, a second level yeah, spell. Absolutely. Yeah, I think okay. I think that's the only that's the only change I care about is like a little bit lower because if I was if I was picking utility spells and I'd be like, all right, I got one utility spell slot. Here's what I want to use it on: give someone where they can crit on a nineteen, or give someone sixty feet of movement and two actions. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair. So yeah, yeah. Well, second level. We'll knock it down to second level. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right, my second spell. I, man, okay. I have a reaction spell again. This is uh, like shield. I feel like reactions are blue decks, don't you? Huh? <laughs> you only play blue decks, don't you? I did. I, I gotta tell you, I played a lot of blue. I mained a blue deck all through Magic the Gathering. Nobody dude. likes you because <laughs> I was like, "What are you doing?" No. Oh, You're not doing definitely that, not. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, that's what I did. Yes, that was me. I was playing blue in Magic the Gathering because it's the best. And also, <laughs> reaction reaction is uh, very underused in D anD. d Like other than attacks of opportunity, there's what shield, and there's a few other like reactionary spells, silver Silvery barbs. barbs. No. <laughs> uh, anyways, this is kind of like shield. Uh, I have it as a third level, but I am more than willing to. Yeah, it shouldn't be third level. It should probably be like fifth level. I would okay, say we'll it. it is a reaction. You can cast it on self or 60 foot range. It creates a 10 foot dome of magical force and it protects people in a obviously a 10 foot area and it reduces the damage of an AOE spell or a targeted spell by 
I had it as 5d10, but it could be anything. 5d10 comes out less than a third level fireball for average. So how long does it last? It's instantaneous. It only lasts for that second. Like it blocks it once and it goes away. Oh, okay. So that's not too bad then. I think that's so like you see someone, you see someone a fire suit and a fireball at your party. You put the dome up, you roll, it reduces the damage flat for that amount. And then whatever damage over that goes through and hits them anyways. So it's like anti-magic shell. (laughs) It's kind of like that, like a reaction, like a reaction damage reduction. It's almost like stones endurance, but for a party. That's kind of cool. Um, because there is nothing you can do to stop like dragons swooping down and you're like, oh, crap, boom, put up the dome and it reduces a little bit of that breath damage that's going to come through. Would it only reduce magic damage? Because I don't think dragon breaths are considered. Are they not? Magic damage. I don't think so. I would have thought that they were like acid, fire, lightning. Let's just say. For the sake it just of it, reduces I didn't, damage. I didn't <laughs> specify. It just reduces damage by yeah. this amount. It could be an explosive. It could be that anything. could be really cool for like going through rooms that are potentially trapped as well. Yeah, you could put a you could put a a dome in the room. Well, you could just be going through, and as soon like as soon as you're forced to make the deck save or whatever, like I also yeah put using, this dome up. Yeah, yeah, to block like a little that. bit of it. Yeah, I, think I like that, it. I think, it, it has. It would, I, I do think it would have to be fifth level or yeah. higher. I think fifth. Level I had it as third level because I I based it on shield. I use shield as the basis for it, mm-hmm. and shield's a third level spell. But yeah, it definitely could be a fourth or fifth level spell since it protects more than just yourself. I mean, yeah, it potentially can. I mean, depending on the rolls, could completely negate a fireball, a level three fireball. Yeah, it's average. Well, I mean, if you in, rolled poorly, oh yeah, <laughs> if you rolled really well. The average comes in like I think an average for I don't have my chart with me. It's on my iPad. Uh, the average for a fireball level three, I think it's 28. And the average of 5d10 is like 25. It's 8d6, right? 8d6. So it'd be. Uh, uh, I forgot. Two, I, had, so I had 25. 25 is okay, average. Okay. I had RPG bots uh, damage per round calculator open when I was making these. <laughs> Well, it'll, be um, a little, it'll be a little more than 25. Be 20, I think it's 28 and a half. 28 and a half, something like that, yeah. Yeah, and then 5d10's average is 25, I believe. So it's it's a, nut, it's a large enough reduction in damage to save your party quite a bit, but it's not something that you could cast a ton because nobody gets a lot of fifth level slots. And then I had it, you know, like anything else, if you upcast it, add an extra dice. It's also kind of balanced around the fact that you could just counterspell instead for a lot of the things. So it's mostly yeah. going to be useful against things like breath attacks or traps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like That's, it. And I didn't even think about that, but yeah, I, I, I like more reaction spells sounds good to me because there's not a lot of them. Yeah. I like reaction spells as well, just because like casters tend to not take opportunity attacks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Unless how often they're a, yeah. How, how and often even then it's like, why are, did you let them get that close to you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why didn't you just back up? <laughs> All right, all right. That's enough for me. Back okay. to you, Joe. What do you got? Um, uh, last one that I came up with uh, is called Elemental Knight. That sounds like a subclass. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> I think I think I can get it into a spell, level three spell. It'll be for wizards and sorcerers. Um, when you cast it, 
you are locked out from casting other spells while the cast is being concentrated on. Um, Better be super dang. strong, then. Be <laughs> it, uh, <laughs> you get uh, to choose the element, so fire, lightning, yeah, mm-hmm. ice, whatever. You get to choose when you cast what forms. You uh, armor will start to appear on your body in whatever form you want. Um, you can choose the weapon that appears, and you can also choose to have a one-handed and a shield that pops that appears. Um, Base is, you get a plus five to your AC. You get whatever weapon you, you pick. So if you pick a longsword, you get a D8 or a D10 because it takes the properties. Um, you can have a shield, which will add the plus one to AC, so then there'll be a total of plus six. Mm-hmm. Um, once you're in the state, uh, it lasts for a minute. Um, every time you hit somebody, it does magic elemental damage of whatever. The, so of if it's the a type, D, yeah. if it's a, if you're using a sword and a shield, you'll do a D8 of ice Fire, damage. Fire, ice, or whatever. Yeah, it, it's a level three spell. If you mm-hmm. pump in another level three spell, you can add an extra D, uh, an, an extra dice to the roll. So if it's a D8, you get two D8, and each level higher than that, you add an extra one, and you can pump in spells on single targets to do extra damage. I think that that is, is busted. Really... You think it's busted? Really? <laughs> that is completely busted. It's a if I had that spell, spell yeah, but if I had that spell, I am building a blade singer wizard with multi-class and a fighter, and I am killing everyone always. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I thought a subclass, because as a spell, I was actually leaning the other way, that it was actually kind of weak. Because if you're a normal wizard and you chose this, it's a concentration spell. So when you get hit, you're going to have to roll for concentration. Right. And pumping a third level spell slot to get one extra D8 is not as good as, wait for it, throw in a fireball. <laughs> you know Unless what I mean? you multi-class into fighter and you can take yeah, multiple sure. attacks per round. Action surge. But that is a long, <laughs> that's a long way, right? For those multi-class to work, I always look into these multi-class and I'm like... Oh, this is so cool. Wow, if I multi-class and did this, it'd be awesome. Then I could do this and this. And then it's like, but if we're starting at level one, I'm going to have a fucking miserable life <laughs> until I'm level <laughs> six or whatever, right? I'm just going to be worthless until then. Uh, this you, spell, can, you, can, you can start off fighter, get your action surge, and then go into wizard until you get like third level spells, and then go back into fighter until you get multi-attack. I, but you don't work. get third level spells to like level five. <clears throat> Yeah, but I'm like, if you're if you're if you already have action and, surge and you don't get multiple attacks as a fighter to level five. Yeah, but that's like level ten. But as you're getting to level ten, yeah. if you are a level two fighter, level even one wizard, like you have action surge, so you can cast a spell, action surge, beat somebody up. That's gonna be fine for a while. I don't know Suppose. that spell. That spell is busted on a level ten character. Like completely a level the busted. Eye. That high? <laughs> busted. Busted. Up to level 10, I wouldn't take it. I would say, like we've been talking about, that's a six subclass. That's a subclass <laughs> you build. That's a wizard subclass, or that's a fighter subclass, or that's a barbarian subclass. That's warlock. some kind of warlock subclass. That'd be awesome. Hexblade, kind of like elemental hexblade. That'd be sick. That's a subclass. That's a cool spell that is a subclass. <laughs> 
Do you agree? <laughs> that's a, I do agree. <laughs> yeah, that's a busted spell. <laughs> as, soon, no, as soon as you were saying it, I was like, I think this is sub, broken. <laughs> in a subclass, it would be, you could you could add a little bit and they would round in it In a out. subclass, you tone it down and you give that you give those features to them as they level up. Yeah. And it, it balances out. You pick an element. You, it's almost like the call lightning sword I talked about at the beginning or call elemental blade. It's like that, but even better. It's a better version of what I pitched. <laughs> so that's an awesome subclass. <laughs> I've always, I'm really interested can in. Can I have like, a custom subclass, please? Can I have a custom <laughs> subclass? <laughs> well, you know what? We're going to do a subclass episode now because half of our spells are subclasses. Well, except for Isaac. He seemed to got, the, he got it. He got the memo. Me and you didn't get the memo. <laughs> I understood. I came, up with like, <laughs> I came up with like four spells and every time I was like, that's a subclass. <laughs> so I think you should I think you should fill that one out into an entire subclass. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think that yeah, I think that's a subclass because that's a worthless spell up until level ten. <laughs> All right. I don't Isaac. think it is. I think it's still fine. Anyway. I, I, yeah. Uh okay, so this one's a this one's called clumsy. It's a second level spell, although I think it could probably be a, a first level spell even. Okay. Uh, you just cast it at a creature. The target has to make a strength save, and if they fail, uh, their feet are immobilized uh, for an instant, causing them to fall prone. So just a spell to knock people prone is all it is. Oh, okay. Like a little little... You said second level? Yeah, second, which it could be a first level. Uh, I, I'm going to pitch this to you. First level reaction. <laughs> Stop making things reaction! <laughs> first level reaction make them trip over their own feet. You see someone running, Reaction, make them trip. Uh, I think that's a little too powerful. Nah, no, 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 no. Because at a wait. first level spell that it can, can be just knock level. people it can be over. No, no, but it doesn't do anything else. Yeah, so, but like if you're if you're using that on the boss or whatever, they never get to move, right? Because you they take five steps or one five feet of steps and they fall over. Have to use half their movement to get back up, and then that's it. So well, see, they get first of all, <laughs> you've used it wrong, anyways. You wait until they use half their movement, then you knock them over. What are you, an idiot? And <laughs> you, you count it out. They go five, ten, fifteen. I knock them prone. <laughs> Because <laughs> that's a pretty good that's a pretty good guesstimation of how far they're going to move. And then they stand up and they're like, "Geez!" But re in reality, if you're fighting a big bad, he's got legendary actions. He can legendarily <laughs> not trip over his own shoelaces. <laughs> yeah, because that's what every DM wants is to use legendary resistances okay. to resist a level one okay. spell. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pitch another change to this. You ready? Okay. It's a level one reaction, just like I said but it has a percentage chance to hit 50%, 50, 50, whether it trips them. Uh, tossing yeah, a coin. I don't like baby. it. I don't, like it. I, I don't a, even like the fact that I've made the spell now. <laughs> it's a cantrip. It's a cantrip reaction, but it only works 25% of the time. <laughs> oh, so you like, I want to try to trip that guy who's running. He's like, all right, roll those percentage die. <laughs> you got to like call a 25% window and see if you land in it. Jeez, yeah, I, I hate that as a reaction. <laughs> you got to use your turn to do that. You can't just be like, "Yeah." <laughs> we only get one reaction per round. Yeah, but it's not like you're replacing that reaction with something you could actually do, right? You're just using a reaction. It's free, essentially. 
Yeah, but the reaction doesn't get used. That's what I'm saying. Well, you that's fine. Knock someone over. Get reactions that like that trigger on something other than oh, something somewhere happened. <laughs> I can use a reaction. <laughs> okay, I'm going to add another step to this. You have okay. to investigate their running pattern, <laughs> then you can cast it as a reaction. <laughs> I've been studying this man's running pattern for three weeks leading up to this fight. I think my trip spell might have a 75 percent chance. <laughs> Jeez. We're too many mechanics deep. This is no yeah. longer like it's a... no longer a good spell. <laughs> well, sorry, I killed that one for you, yeah, Isaac. <laughs> so, what do we want? Do we want uh, a damaging spell, or my only damaging spell, or do you want the other one? Which one do you want to save for last? I say we save. <clears throat> I'm saving my damage spell for last. Okay, I'm gonna save my damage spell for last then. Okay. I feel like. And I might be completely wrong, but I feel like in in yonder past of D&D, there were things known as greater spells. It was a low-level spell. Greater spell. So I have created greater Mold Earth. Oh, geez. Third-level spell. (laughs) It could be higher. It could be higher. Uh, (laughs) it It does everything Mold Earth does, but a little bit, a little bit better. It's the improved. uh, You choose a portion of dirt or stone that you can see within range, and that fits within an, instead of a five-foot cube, a 15-foot cube. Could be 10. I'd be willing to go to 10. I hate the spell already. You manipulate it in one of the following ways. Target area of loose earth, you can instantaneously excavate it and move it along the ground and deposit it up to 10 feet away instead of five feet away. This movement doesn't have enough force to cause damage. Easy peasy. You can cause shapes, colors, or both to appear in the dirt or stone, spelling out words, creating images, or shape shaping patterns, as in like making a little statue or something, because that's too vague. The changes now originally, I think it lasted a couple of hours. Look up Bold Earth for me real quick. Wait, I've got it right here. Never mind. I don't have to. It lasted one hour before. Now they last until they are disturbed. So if someone finds them and starts messing with them, they go away, but they stay there until then, as in like a, a permanent message in the ground. And the last one, which I added, is the ability to carve, shape, and cut stone in the same like area. Ooh. I hate this spell. <laughs> Why do you not like it? Because it's like the the cantrip itself. Like it's not a cantrip, rules as written. It's a. I think it's a first level. No, it's, it's cantrip. cantrip. It's cantrip. It, the cantrip itself rules as written. It can break the game, which is why DMs are like, well, this is a cantrip. You can't do that. <laughs> you not and do now that? you're like, oh, well, this time it's a third level spell, and it can break the me. game. <laughs> I want you to explain to me how it breaks the game. I don't think it necessarily breaks the game. I just think it allows for creative usage of spells. Tell me, original Mold Earth. What do you think it breaks? It's it's read so the strong. read okay. cantrip mold earth and tell me what you think it breaks. Choose a portion of dirt or stone that you can see within range that fits into a five foot cube. You manipulate it in one of the following ways. If you target an area of loose earth, you can instantaneously excavate it, move it along the ground, and deposit it five feet away. This movement does not have enough force to cause damage. Yep. You cause shapes, colors, or both to appear in the dirt or stone, spelling out words creating images or shaping patterns. The changes last for one hour Mm -hmm. or 
if the dirt or stone you target is on the ground, you can cause it, uh, you cause it to become difficult terrain. Alternatively, you can cause the ground to become normal terrain if it is already difficult terrain. This change lasts an hour. Okay. Multiple times, you can have no more than two of its non-instantaneous effects active at any time, and you can dismiss such an effect as an action. All right. I think that for the most part, this is an RP spell. It has mechanical use as far as like making a trap, but I think that the rest of the uses that I usually pitch are RP specific. You can't cut a hole in a stone wall with mold earth as a cantrip. You can't really do anything other than dig a hole or make a message appear for an hour or change the color of a rock to be bright green for an hour or make the rock have a cool pattern. I think that I think that like maybe you guys have been corrupted by my own description of mold yes, earth. That is the case because reading over that, I'm like, this isn't that bad. It's not Why that do bad. I hate this spell. <laughs> you, you shouldn't hate this spell. This spell, <laughs> I, the reason I love this spell so much is it allows for creativity in the usage of it, right? Let's say RP scenario, right? You're walking along, there's an old farmer trying to till the field or whatever, and he's really needs some help. You know what you can totally do? You can till an entire field in like an hour with mold earth. That's a good RP scenario. Maybe he gives you a piece of information. Maybe he knows something about the town you're going to. Maybe he's willing to help you by letting you stay at his house since you helped him till his field. Oh, you want to you want to set up a trap for people to walk into? Okay, instead of spending five in-game hours to dig a big hole, use mold earth to dig a big hole. It doesn't permanently fix the problem. You can only move the dirt five feet. So ostensibly, your hole is only five foot deep unless you dig it stair-step style and you can move it five feet up every single time. It's not an overly powerful spell. Only, it is a so you could just take five feet, move it five feet, take that again, move it another five feet. It's like, I know, oh, but if your if your hole's ten foot if your hole's ten foot deep and you have dirt at the bottom that you're trying to get out the top, you can only move it five feet and then it would fall. Then move five feet and then it would fall. The only way to dig a hole digging them deeper than five feet with mold earth is to stair step it make five foot stair steps so that you can go, I move the dirt five feet, five feet, five feet, five feet out of the hole. Mm -hmm. But that wouldn't be hard to do. It's not hard to do, <laughs> but this spell is just a spell about creativity. And I, I, I like the idea of being able to cast it bigger and better to allow for more creativity. Realistically, the only part of the spell that I've repitched that is potentially a little broken is the being able to carve and shape stone. I would say the thing I would probably add to that now that I'm reading it again is you can carve shape stone, but you cannot tunnel with it. I mean, what level did you have? This as third third. So let's see uh, stone shape, I think is the name of it. I think it's a fifth level spell. Yeah, I'm going to look. Oh no, it's not spelled as one word. Uh, it's a fourth level spell. Okay. So it's pretty but that's more powerful. That's more powerful well, than even what I It's also only five feet in any dimension, stone, uh, stone shape. Sorry. So there could be changes, but I like the idea of being able to do more with this spell. And honestly, considering it would use a spell slot, it's not even like that big of a thing for it to be able to move a 15 foot cube of dirt immediately. But yeah, for a spell slot, I think it's probably OK. Mold Earth, I, I Michael gave you a bad rap of Mold Earth because I was using it a lot <laughs> at the beginning of his campaign. But he just didn't like it because I'm like, 
oh, we need to sleep out in the wilderness. I dig a hole and we sleep in the hole. And I, I like put sticks on top of it. So it looks like a, you know what I mean? Like that kind of stuff. <laughs> I dig one of those igloos, but in the dirt. <laughs> no long Mold- rest for us after a little bit. <laughs> Mold, Earth, Mold Earth is not overly powerful. It's just See, what completely was, interesting. Is we did three or four sessions and Eric did that. And then he was like, you know what? You need 24 hours to get a long rest. <laughs> and you can't do it in a hole. <laughs> you can't do it in a hole. No matter how cool the hole is. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I don't think that Mulder is OP. I think that maybe I have corrupted you into thinking Mulder is OP. That may be. That may be. I'm glad I got to talk about Mulder. I love I, Mulder. I know. I figured you would be. That's. I think that's probably okay at the cost of a spell slot. That's probably. That's probably okay. I like Mulder for the same reason I like Shape Water. Shape Water is an interesting, creative spell that, in the right hands, can do a lot of things, but to someone who to someone else maybe does nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah, I just don't like the idea of particularly cantrips breaking like plot devices. What plot device gets broken by mold earth? <laughs> like well not mold earth, but shape water, like breaking locks and stuff. Or 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 cantrips like that replacing dice rolls. I don't like it. But that could easily be like the breaking a lock thing. That's one scenario used for that. You could easily just break that as a DM. You you do this. Okay, I'm going to do this. I pour the water in. Oh, the lock doesn't hold water. Okay, I pour a ton of water and freeze it while I'm pouring it. Okay, roll a percentage die. Uh, outside of this percentage, it breaks the lock, makes it unfunctional, but doesn't unlock it. Yeah. Then you're just You, you could do that, but it's like just you could just. Just, just try to pick the lock. But if there's no one in your party <laughs> that can pick a lock, now yeah, that's that would that's a that's a totally different thing. But and I wouldn't necessarily like give a scenario where there was no solution, right? Especially one that was like. But suddenly it opens it destroy. up. It opens it up, right? You're running a D and D. You're running a campaign. There's no rogues. Locks can't be picked. But you have a guy who has shape water. He doesn't know this use for it, or he hasn't thought about this use for it you push a character into an interesting new scenario in which they have to figure out a way to unlock this. And most people are just going to find a key, but every now and then that person's going to be like, I could freeze the lock. And that's a fucking sick moment for that person. So here's, here's the thing, the, the sort of line for me anyway. Okay. I love it. I would love it. If that was like the first time I had heard that scenario and someone said that, I'd be like, that's awesome. Try it. Yeah. But after the first time, and they're like, I'm just going to do the same thing again. Like, oh, this is boring now. Please just try to pick the lock. <laughs> you, can't, you can't even like, you can't do that. Like you got, you got to, I, I think like that's a, you can't look at it in that way. If someone discovers something about a spell that isn't necessarily there and they're like, I'm going to do this all the time. Now. This is sick. You got to know that you might be thinking, oh, this is boring. But to them, they're like, hell yeah, I figured out a cool way to use this spell. Woo. You know, like. Yeah, but it's like I figured out a cool way to get around some things that we're supposed to be doing with the can. And it was, if and, it, again, if it takes a spell slot, that's a whole different thing. Okay. But as a cantrip. <laughs> but what about I like knock? It. It's not different than knock. What level is knock? Uh, it's first or second, I think. Let, let me look. Look it up. Tell me. D and D Beyond. It's second level. Okay. So that's fine. So it's like Don't it's like a knock. less reliable. It's like a far less reliable knock. 
if knock is a hundred percent success rate, this is like a 30% success rate because I not guess. every lock is going to break in a way that. Yeah, opens that's it. fair. I, as long. Yeah. I guess as long as there is a, a detriment, like you tried to freeze it and now that is busted and you cannot yep, open it. And you cannot open it. That is totally a scenario that could <laughs> You're happen. Have to figure out something else. Okay. I just thought of a different scenario in which you could use the shape water to like get into a door. Okay. You break the hinges with the water. Or you, uh, you, yeah, you can break the hinges. That's what you do. You pour water in behind the hinges where the bolt, where the plate is on it. Because like those old style doors have that plate. No, nope, hinges are on the other side of the door. <laughs> there you go. That solves that problem, right? <laughs> you have someone, it's a five foot cube of shape water. I don't want to get into shape water right now. That'll be on the, that we'll do another break. We've already done spells. that. We've done those before. We'll do another breaking spells episode or something to talk okay. about this more. But yes, improved mold earth, greater mold earth. Okay. I'll, I'll I would consider it in my campaign. Are you, are you less <laughs> booing now that I've described this? I am slightly less booing because it takes a spell slot. Yeah. <laughs> because it is a limited thing that you have to resource manage. That makes a huge difference to me. I'd also say like you could maybe reduce its area, but also reduce its uh, level. But Maybe. that's up to you. Yeah. But I, I won't boo it. I will just. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> I love Mulder, dude. Mulder's great. All right. What's your last damaging spell? Is this your last spell? Uh, No, I have three more. Oh, no. So I'll give you I'll give you two. And then you can yeah, give, give me two because I only have one left. <clears throat> so one of them is just it's just a fireball uh, reskin called concussive blast. It works exactly like Fireball, except that it's 66 force damage instead of 86 fire damage. And if you fail the save, you're knocked prone and five feet away from the center point. What level is this? Third level. Same, exactly same as Fireball, just a reskin. Pushes them away? Yep, five feet. Hmm. I'm having, um, I'm having trouble with this one. You could do it. it you could also do it as ice, and it's same two d six less than fireball, but you are slowed, or it's like ice okay. two d six less than fireball for an ice ball, but it freezes the ground or slows them with a percentage chance to with a DC check to see if it holds them for one round or something. Mm -hmm. um, sure, the force one it would need. To, I want it to push them at least ten feet to give up that extra damage. Well, you don't got to take it. <laughs> I know, but like, I think that it's, I think it's balanced because talking about the other, the clumsy spell that I made, I think prone is more powerful than I thought it was. And moving so, people is more, much more powerful than people yeah, give it credit. For I think as well. five feet is plenty of, of space to, to five feet in prone is plenty. to. Oh, to, it prones them. Okay. I missed that part. Yeah. If it prones them, sure. It would have to either it prones them or it moves them 10 feet to give up the damage. My, my thing with my thing with like the spell I was thinking of as like a bigger, higher level damage spell. The one I'm going to get to is like, I, I all spells that do damage AOE or single target must be compared to fireball. Yeah. They have to be, yeah. yeah. This was just this was simply a reskin of Fireball, just to have a little variation. To have some effects, extra yeah. effects on it. Yeah, I like that. I think that's good. Yeah, the effect has to has to be good enough to justify the loss of damage. But yeah, like having a free spell that 
makes the ground underneath it difficult terrain or that when they get hit by it, they have a DC to see if they're going to be frozen for a round or something. Yeah, that'd be good. All right. Uh, All right. So my other non-damage spell is a bard spell. It's a first level spell. It's concentration, one action to cast. Okay. uh, But it's a five minute duration uh, as long as you are performing. The range Mm -hmm. is 100 feet. You cast a spell as part of a performance. Any creature in range that can hear you or is looking at you must make a wisdom saving throw. Uh, If there's a wall between you, but the creature can still hear you, the creature has advantage. Uh, On a failure, the creature has disadvantage on any perception check that isn't trained on you, and their passive perception is minus five. What level was this? First level spell. I think that's good. All eyes on me. It's just a quick, it's the way I thought about using it. It would be like, we need to get, we need our rogue needs to get back into the back. We need to, we need a distraction. So Bard's like, let me play a song. And then it gives the the major people that are going to be on lookout disadvantage on their perception checks. gives the rogue a little extra. That's good. That's a good RP spell. I like that. I don't have any changes on that. That's fine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Give me your, That's that's an easy one. Yeah. Well, that was the first one I came up with when I when we when we did this. I just put it down towards the bottom. Uh, you want to do your damage spell? Or you want me to do mine? What level is your damage spell? Mine. Well, mine is kind of special. It's level six. Okay, but the L- let's just do yours. Okay, let's do yours. I don't really have a name for it, but it's a sorcerer only spell. Level six, one action, okay. range sixty feet. Make okay. a spell attack roll. On the hit, on a hit, you do 8d6 damage plus half the distance traveled by the projectile. Rounded down, minimum of 2 damage uh, or 5 feet piercing damage. At higher levels... Okay, yeah, go ahead. When you cast a spell using a ninth level slot, the damage is increased 8d6 plus the distance traveled. Like, not half the distance, just full distance. So the idea being, I was looking through sorcerers, and I was like... What's cool about sorcerers? What would be a cool sorcerer oh, only out. spell? So, oh, sorry. <laughs> I was looking through sorcerers thinking, what would be a cool sorcerer only spell? And I was looking like, well, what do they get? They get meta magic. What's a sort of unused like meta magic? I was like, oh, this, the, uh, the range extension. What would be cool to, to, to plug into that? I was like, oh, well, maybe something that does more damage the farther it goes. That'd be so, cool. Maybe a spell sniper spell. Yeah. So if you take spell sniper and meta magic this spell, at level nine, at, at, a, at a ninth level spell slot, mm-hmm. it would be doing eight d six and well, and you would be max distance from the target, right? It's a lot yeah. of setup. That's a but lot. But if of you setup. got there, it would do eight d six plus two hundred and forty damage. That's, <laughs> that's almost too powerful, I'd say. Well, it's a, it's a distance. ninth level spell, and it's a lot of setup. <laughs> yeah, it is a lot of setup. I got one ninth level spell, but it's kind of it's just. Added I, I don't have any ninth level spells. Spell. I like the thought of that. I you but I used extend spell a lot when I was a sorcerer. <laughs> you did, you did. But I was like, I was what like, would be a cool like? What would be like? This is what I want to use extend spell on. Is this thing right here? This thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see that. That'd be cool. Sorcerer only, so you wouldn't have to worry about like a ton of classes taking this thing. Yeah. I also would like to see more variation in really high level spells because there's no point in taking anything other than wish. I still don't think I'd take that over wish, but 
it's a good alternative. Well, you, I mean, you would never take anything over wish because wish can be anything else. So it's wish can't be a ninth level spell. <laughs> oh, it can't. Oh, really? Yeah, I okay. don't think so. It's like eight or lower, seven or yeah. lower. Yeah. All right. I might take it over wish <laughs> <laughs> to do a, to do an extra eight d six plus two hundred and forty damage to a a big bad. That's I if you hit. That. You have to roll to hit, right? Yeah, you have to roll to hit. Yeah. That's so a ton of damage. You could a, kill someone it's a risky in one hit. Spell, but yeah, it's you could kill someone and they might not even know that you were there. You're so far away. <laughs> what would that be? Extend doubles it. What's its base range? The base range is 60. You would Does take it have like a gun? 60, sniper. 120? No. <laughs> okay. You take spell sniper to double that. So 120. And then extend spell to double it again. 240. 240 so, feet is not astronomically far away. It's not, but it's pretty far away. It's pretty far. Like yeah, for in, any way. any given combat situation, like a regular board isn't. You're, oh yeah, most boards aren't even had that amount the of. Distance. I would say the drawback <laughs> is is if you miss, you have to move 240 feet in to start attacking people. Yeah, and it would make a big like flash and sound too, so it wouldn't be like a sneaky thing. It should Until, it should move like a it should be like a bullet where it flies by and it gains momentum as you yeah, cast that's it. That's the idea. And that's then the, the boom the, idea. the crack comes right after it lands. Uh, that's me. That'd be sick. I like that spell. So yeah, you cast it a six level slot, it would be at max with a whole setup, it would be eight D six plus hundred and twenty. Well, there would be no you, you don't get the eight D six, I thought, at the sixth level. No, you do. Eight D six, which isn't a lot, like especially compared to the plus, right? That's just to add some some is the same it. as a same as a fireball. Yeah. But single target. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I don't mind that. That's fine. I'm sure that there is some way that that can be broken that I can't think of. Other I mean, <laughs> it's pretty broken as is, I feel like. Pretty broken as there's is. Probably yeah. some, there's probably some magic item that you that can extend spells to, and you add that on there, and it's like, oh, you just one-shot everything. Uh, one-shot everything. Yeah, we don't <laughs> even have to get close. I'm just like... And then you roll I, a natural one, and you're like, I use my ninth-level spells. <laughs> <laughs> but if you don't, you're like, I see him. From a long <laughs> way. Whoopee! I gotta get and my looking dead. glass out. <laughs> I gotta get my spy glass, my thousand gold spy glass out to look to look down and see see this guy so I can shoot him. I like that. That's fine. Uh, all right. You want to hear my big big bad spell? Yep. Let me let me tear it down for you. Yeah, I'm tear ready. it down for me. Uh, I didn't have a name. I so I I it's basically call lightning, but a variation. I called it greater call lightning just for the sake of it. <laughs> okay. Uh, so it works much like call lightning, but instead of call lightning is like a storm kind of appears and you have, it's a concentration spell and every turn you can be like that guy takes a couple D 10. That guy takes a couple D 10. Okay. So that's instead so of that, that's call lightning. This is a sixth level spell. Storm cloud appears in the sky in shape of cylinder, 20 feet tall, 80 foot radius. So bigger storm cloud. Just That's just fluff. That doesn't even really matter. Okay. Centered on point you can see within range directly above you. Uh, spell fails if you can't see a point in the air where the storm cloud could appear, as in you're in a room or a dungeon or something. When you cast the spell, you choose a point you can see under the cloud. A bolt of lightning flashes down from the cloud to that point, and electricity radi out, radiates out in a circle. Each creature within a 15-foot point of that must make a dex saving throw, and if they fail, a creature takes 8d10 lightning damage on a failed save or half as much on a successful one. That makes it slight. It makes it about 5 to 6 points better on average than a 6-level fireball. It can be upcast for additional d10s every level above, and if you are casting it in stormy conditions, you'll get an extra D10, or you could also get an extra D10 
if you are a high enough level to cast control weather and you cast it while control weather is active. Control weather being a eighth or ninth level spell, I believe. I believe it's eight. Uh, eight. The you said only this one. This is sixth. Only okay. castable by druids, tempest domain clerics, circle circle of the land, and oath of the open sea. At this point, I, uh, there's a storm sorcerer as well that I think could probably do it. Anything that the, control weather. And is this wait? You, does this just happen once? Like it's one? just a one time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. not it's not re repeating. It is like a lightning fireball, basically like a okay. short, smaller radius by five feet, but does more damage on average and has a much higher potential damage. And the flavor of being able to cast it, that's in the regular uh, call lightning as well. If you're outdoors in stormy conditions or the spell control weather is active when you cast a spell, the spell's damage increases by 1d10. So if it's storming while the fight is going, you get an extra d10 of damage. Or if you can create that storm before you cast this one, you get an extra d10, d10, extra d10 of damage, making it 9d10. That's fine. I mean, I don't know that it would ever be worth it to try to cast control weather first. It would just have to be, Oh, well, good thing I had control weather up already. I'll cast this. No, it's uh, just, it's just a, it's just a spell that you take and it's cool and it's useful. And then later, if you're wanting control weather, because typically that's a spell you want before you ever make the class, you take that later and you know that, Oh dang, if I do this, I can get a little more damage out of this. Yeah. But it's like, that's a, that's a lot. That's a big commitment of both, spell slots and time because it's a 10 minute cast time well, you it's concentration use, you don't have it's eighth level control weather yeah that's what i'm saying that's that's the that's cool but i i don't know that it would have to be one of those things that's like oh well, good thing i've already got it up it's pearl it. it's purely a flavor text thing that yeah. kind of that kind of thing <clears throat> the thing if it's already storming i think that's cool that gives yeah. a reason for the dm to have weather conditions in mm -hmm. the game uh that's in regular call lightning i just kept that because i thought it was a cool feature it could also be that it can double up if it's storming and well, no, nah, it couldn't double up, but if it's storming or someone has cast control weather, or even if you don't know that someone's cast control weather and it's storming, it would do an extra D 10 of damage. I might even go so far as to, if you've got control weather up, double the dice. Yeah, you could do that, but then it would be real powerful. It would, but it's also again, 10 minute cast time for control weather, eighth level slot used and concentration so yeah. it's a big setup i like i like i like the flavor a lot and i think that i think that uh yeah i think the only change i might make would be to buff it actually <laughs> yeah i didn't want to go overboard with the damage because i knew i'd get freaking roasted if i was like it does 10 d10 damage but it could <laughs> I mean, do I think a that's, little more how much does it do uh it does uh, sorry it does 8 d10 which is a lot that comes out to, I'll tell you. What is, what is it, what's the average? I didn't write it down, but I will tell you. The average is 44. Uh, this is six level, so. Uh, it ends up being, so a fireball would be 38.5 at that level average. What would a fireball be at, say, say ninth level? Ninth level? Yeah. Oh, God. Okay. 
three. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. Six, seven, eight, nine, be six. It's 12d6 oh. or 8d6 yeah, yeah, yeah. plus six is 14d6. 14d6, yeah. That's what I was. 49 damage is what a fireball would do at that level. So what would. And this on average. Be? 16d10. Yeah. Would be 88. Average. So. It could okay, go much but maybe higher. not double it, but maybe not double. That would be a ton. But it would, I would I would want it to be a lot more than just an extra D10 to, to sack an eighth level and a sixth level spell slot for it. I didn't think about it as like I'm sacking control weather just to do this. I thought mm -hmm. of it more like if I'm the kind of person who wants to cast control weather, this is just it's just a nice flavor text to have on top of its other effects. Yeah. But I just like I'm thinking about it, and that that little flavor line made me go, man, that would be super cool to have. Even if like you're, well, we're sailing today, and I want to help move the boat, right? Yeah. So I cast control weather, and then their fight breaks out, and you're like, well, I am down an eighth level spell slot for this fight, and I'm concentrating on something that I would like to keep concentration on. What can I get out of this if I don't want to? And I, yeah, it, I would say you would add like maybe three to five d10 more if you yeah. have control weather up because i want i i've always i've always wanted to do a like a storm or weather control style build but there just isn't a lot of lightning or weather related spells mm, okay i'll save that for the the for the cleric subclass breakdown but there was something made me real mad when i was looking through there <laughs> oh really i haven't yeah I didn't, I, I was like reading through the cleric subclasses. And then when we skipped that week, I was like, we're going to do spells next. So I just stopped <laughs> reading them. So I looked into the Tempest domain cleric a little bit when I was making my current. That's character. the one that made me mad. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because you have to. One of the, well, I'll just tell you real quick. One of the things that you can do is roll. You just, you can use your divine uh, thingy to max damage instead of roll it. Right. It's so like, that's yeah. amazing. I want to use that with like, chain lightning or light, uh, lightning bolt lightning um, bolt like you can't cast lightning bolt why would you have a tempest domain clear yeah. if it can't cast lightning bolts <laughs> yeah that's like annoying <laughs> it's like a it's like it's like almost a cool subclass yeah it's like oh cool i'm gonna do all the lightning and thunder damage well let me find the best spell oh i can't use the best spell okay i guess i don't want to be the subclass <laughs> i remember being i remember being like to make a storm build work in rules as written, it's almost like a druid is what would have to do it. Yeah, but I was just, it's still I was so one of the things where when I was looking through it, found all that. the storm based stuff isn't until you know level sixth and seventh, eighth level spells. Yeah, I would like to build more storm stuff in or build a storm subclass that works. That's another one of them subclasses things, dude. Give me a subclass. <laughs> Give me a subclass. D and D. I know. I know that Wizards of the Coast. You listen to this. <laughs> I just want all I want. I want more unique spells for each class. I want I like you can I do want division. Yourself. I want division. that's the great thing about D and D is you can do I it know. yourself. <laughs> no, I, the hard part of that is having a DM who wants you to do that. Yeah, or is going. But to I feel allow like you, you can you can reskin a lot of things and be fine balance wise. Yeah, yeah, yeah you could. But reskinning doesn't always cut it all the way. You want something unique. Want something good? My character's can, been adventuring for a lifetime. Depending on how much your players know about D and D, you could reskin it yourself and just don't tell them. 
Yeah. <laughs> and they'd be like, this is great. I'm <laughs> the most powerful ever. I can't believe you came up with this. <laughs> 8d6 lightning damage? That's amazing. That's so cool. <laughs> Anyways, that was fun. I enjoyed that a lot. That could definitely be done again. But I think that the next custom creation episode will be subclasses. Speaking of subclasses, are we doing clerics next time? Uh, yeah, how about we do clerics next time and we push subclasses back so we have two weeks to prepare. All right. Oh, man. I'm, I'm probably only going to be able to do one subclass. Those are tough. <laughs> do what? You want to give it three weeks? Um, Maybe. I'll look into it. I've, I actually have already made a couple subclasses, but I'm not going to share those on here because they may come up in the campaign at some point. Tell you what. Let's let's we won't decide on a time this time, but by next week, we need to have a time frame and I want to say it on the podcast <laughs> so that I'm committed, because if I don't say it on the podcast, I ain't going to work on it. <laughs> I, already, I know myself too well. I created two of these spells today. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, I, I got some stuff around. I got to do. Oh, I better do it. <laughs> That's my life, dude. <laughs> Jeez. Dude, as soon I, as we I, got off two weeks ago, I was like thinking about spells and I had two of them ready no, to no, go. No. That's a different thing. That's a different thing. I had plenty of ideas for spell in my head. I had them written down. I was, <laughs> I was oh, no, writing I them write down. down. I don't write writing them down. down, taking them through my own brain balance test. My brain balance test is this. Ooh, that sounds like a cool looking spell. I either tell some, I either tell Joe about it or it stays in my head. And then if it wasn't cool enough, it just goes away, and I know it. That's the filter, right? <laughs> if it wasn't cool enough to stay in my head, it wasn't even worth my fucking time. <laughs> if I write it down, I just have a bunch of shit ideas, and then I have to filter through that. I only just, I just pick the cream of the crop right off the top. Sometimes it's valuable. It's like yeah, uh, sometimes it's liminal, liminal journal stuff, liminal dreaming journals. Oh, I can't do oh, it because oh, I get too sorry. tired. But <laughs> not liminal. It's not liminal. It's uh, not lucid. Loose, not lucid. Yeah, li- there's a thing that Holly just told me about. It. It's like liminal dreaming. It's we are like really getting off right here. Right when, right before you fall asleep, it happens to me all the time. Right before I fall asleep, I come up with some real what I think are really cool ideas. Oh, I do. That I'm like, I'm too tired, and I fall asleep. And the next one, I'm like that was something really cool, but I don't remember what it was. Okay, yeah, that happens <laughs> to me all the time. Maybe I should keep one of them journals. Yeah, if you can, if you can force yourself to wake up and write it down. Listen, That's... my ideas happen in three places. When I'm going to sleep, in the shower, driving the car. Those are the three <laughs> idea zones. Everywhere else, I'm not thinking about anything. Well, I'm thinking about a lot of stuff, just not things I need to be thinking about. Oh, okay. Anyways, we got really off script there at the end. Yeah. Goodbye. Okay. Bye. Uh...